I don't want to have to produce a new song right now. I, I I will take your notes and workshop. <laughs> Hello. Hello. And welcome again to us and the Freshly Popped Podcast. FP. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. This is our Sponsored second. By- <laughs> no sponsors. We have no sponsors yet. Please sponsor us. Um... I don't care if that sounds des- if that sounded desperate. I am. <laughs> um, welcome to our second ever spoiler cast. It is a spoiler cast time. <sighs> Sorry, because like no, I mean because like spoiler oh. cast is like shit. <laughs> um, today we are gonna be going full in all spoilers in depth on the Batman, the directed Batman. by Matt Reeves mm-hmm. again. This is a spoiler cast. Yeah. I'm if you have not seen the film and you don't want to be spoiled for stuff, get we're out. giving you now to click out and come back after you've watched the movie. Go watch the movie, come back. Do not get mad at us for talking for spoiling the movie for don't you. Don't you dare. Don't when you we're dare telling you now that we're gonna spoil the movie for you. If you do that, I will cry. And you um, don't want to be responsible I, for I that. won't cry. Um but yes. <laughs> That this is your spoiler warning. Spoilers start now. Now they all die. <laughs> That's not true. Um, first of all, before we get into like in depth plot details, let's talk about our general feelings of the movie. Tell me, Wes, what were your when you left? What were kind of some of your thoughts about the movie? It was good. <laughs> is that, is that, is that no, I good? I really liked it. I thought that like. The overall feel of it was very different yeah. than like the other, like, yes, the last Batman trilogy was darker and most DC movies have been going for that darker feel. Yeah. Um, but this was a good blend of that darkness, but mm-hmm. also like, like an outside force. Yeah. Like it didn't feel like a normal superhero movie. Yeah. I thought the movie was excellent. I've been trying to figure out how to word... There's a certain thought I had about the movie, and I've been trying to figure out how to word it, and I think I just figured it out. One thing I really liked about this movie that really sets it apart, I think, from a lot of other, not just Batman movies, but superhero movies in general, is, in my opinion, it is less biographical and more situational. Does that make sense? It's, It's less about... The life of Batman. And it's more about, let's take Batman and apply him to this situation here. And see what happens. And that, at least for the comics that I have read, which albeit is not much, that's generally how those are structured. Yeah, and it wasn't like an origin movie either. Like, he had already existed in this universe for quite a while. So, yeah, so he had, it's it's established very early on that we're in his second year as Batman. Mm -hmm. So he's still pretty new at it. Um, the implication being that he hasn't really met any of his rogues gallery yet. Right. Maybe like a couple, but not really. Um, and also one thing I loved since we're just starting at the beginning, this movie just hits the ground running. Oh they yeah. They don't waste time. It, it just, just starts moves. with action. Yeah. Like we are immediately introduced to Riddler and then immediately introduced to Batman and we just go. And I love that. Right. And I mean, speaking of Riddler, oh my goodness. <sighs> This movie was like an actual crime 
drama, yes. like, but with Batman. Exactly. You know, like he, Riddler was not this wacky, insane, like, well, he wasn't. He wasn't insane. He wasn't but... just this, this wacky villain that was like, oh, I'm going to get you, Batman. Like he was an actual serial killer. <laughs> yes. Well, and that's what I love, though. I have been clamoring for a portrayal of Riddler like this for a long time. Since before I knew this movie was going to happen, I was like, honestly, I was like, make a Riddler. If you play the Arkham games, the Arkham Asylum games, Riddler's kind of characterized like this in the sense that like, he makes these giant death trap rooms and you have to get through them to save the people. And I'm like, do that in a movie. Yeah. Make him the saw killer. Exactly. He's jigsaw. Um, That's who he is. That's a great way to do it. And that's essentially what this movie did. And I really think it worked so well oh yeah and like so well one of the best things is that he doesn't have superpowers he's no. just a, a joe schmo you know who who's maybe like really smart yeah, yeah. but like he he anyone like it, it's like anyone could be the riddler it's yeah. not like bane he's like this big strong super strength guy He's just a guy. He's just a guy. <laughs> he's, and that's what makes him scary, though, is that despite being just a guy, no one can seem to stop him. Like, he's one yeah, step ahead of Yeah, they can't find everyone. him. He's always ahead of the game. Like, they had no idea where he was. There were parts of his riddles that they couldn't figure out. Yeah. You know, one thing I actually really loved when I thought about it, and this is kind of skipping to the end a little bit, but I was thinking about this the other day. Batman never, ever is able to even put his hands on Riddler throughout the entire movie. They never touch each other. There's no fight between them. Because by the time that Batman gets to actually talk to him, he's in jail behind bars. Right. So Yeah, there's no fight. There's like they, they he doesn't even put his hands on him. And I was thinking that's so interesting. Like the main villain, they never have an, a fight with each other. There yeah, there's action fights with people who like work for Riddler, but right. Riddler himself and Batman don't ever have an altercation. Yeah, he stays one. out of his hands the entire time. Yeah. Oh so good. And I really liked, I really liked how this movie focused on Batman's relationship with everyone in the sense that it it focused on Batman as a catalyst to all these other threats. Riddler, as we find out later in the movie, was inspired by Batman. Right. Because he thought that he and Batman were fighting for the same thing. Because they kind of were at the beginning. Right, Batman with was, different methods, though. Yeah. Exactly. Ba- Batman was fueled. He, he, he repeatedly calls himself vengeance throughout the movie. And that motif comes up, obviously. Since all of you have seen it, if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, and the idea that another person with darker intentions could see that and pick it up and take it as their own... That's a really, really interesting way to frame the conflict. And the more I think about it, the more I love it. Yeah. <laughs> the more I love it. I love how that, that helps that helps Batman, that helps Bruce come come to realization like I don't want to be just fear. Like yeah. I don't want to be that. Cause that's like the Riddler. It was fear. Mm-hmm. It was fear that I was that the people in the trap, they're like, oh no, I'm gonna die. Yeah. People around it, like, we could be next. Whereas with Batman, he's like at first, when when he's given his first little monologue, like fear is like the main thing there. Like every crime, every person committing a crime sees the shadow, sees the bat signal. Is like, oh no, is it for me? The way, just a and, quick side note, that opening scene though, where like 
they they saw the bat signal and you see multiple characters think that Batman is there when he's not. That was so funny. Oh, yeah. That was so insane. Cool. And it shows that fear. But then in the end, he comes to realization he also needs to be hope. Yeah. Which is great. Because S doesn't stand for hope. Batman stands for hope. Yep. Superman. Get out of here. <laughs> it's not S. On my, on my planet, it means hope. Um, well, and, <laughs> no, it's true. And it actually makes me more excited for... Because we already know they're doing a second movie. So it makes me even more excited because I'm like... That's a really... It, it, it was a very satisfying conclusion to the character story they were trying to tell. While leaving it in a place where I'm like, well, now I want to see where this character goes from here. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, he's reached a resolution, but that's not the end. So I'm like, I want to see... I'm very excited to see how Bruce as a character. Cause you know, this movie was light on the Bruce Wayne, which I don't have a problem with. I, I guess that's a critique that some people have had. I don't care. Um, we but, don't have to see the Bruce Wayne. The whole thing is that he's a recluse. Exactly. So I do think we're kind of going to probably see a little more of like maybe billionaire playboy as it goes forward, but we'll see. But speaking of, let's talk about our Pats as my roommate put it. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Love him. Great. He did fantastic. a fantastic job. Awesome. I think a lot of people are very impressed. I knew he was going to do great. Like, he's great. Oh, yeah. He's excellent. <laughs> yeah, but most people, like, when they hear Robert Pattinson, they, they think immediately Twilight. think Twilight. Yeah, which sucks for him which because, like, this, that's though. not his fault. But he was good though. in that movie, he too. He was. He played that role the way that role was supposed to be played. Right. Same with Kristen Stewart. Um, you can still dislike them. That's fine. But just don't. Yeah. Like, just remember that he played those roles that he played that. They both played those roles the way that they were written. And so I was very impressed with him. I thought he was great. He really, like, the the depth. Because this character is very, like, there's a lot of layers to this character in every version. And, and he really showed them so well. And it was interesting that his inspiration was Kurt Cobain. I did not know that. You didn't know that? I did not know His that. inspiration for this role was was Kurt Cobain. Okay. Which was was quite interesting. It really gave that like darker like Robert Pattinson is crazy. suffering person, you yeah. know. Exactly. Um another character that we have to talk about. And honestly, I could talk about this. This this was my favorite my favorite element of the movie personally, and I could talk about it forever was Cap <laughs> I love Catwoman. You love Selena Kyle. I love Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman so much. Every time she was on the screen, I couldn't take my eyes off of her. She just controlled every like her presence is so commanding in a way that's like she's not even trying to be. She just is. Yeah. Oh, she's just tough. And them together, their scenes together. Oh my god! Like. <laughs> so good their chemistry is off the charts it was very nice yeah. I, I and i and that's always been a uh like a comic relationship that i've always very much loved has been the batman catwoman relationship especially when you consider like all of the elements that go into batman's psyche when you look at it because like you can tell and in this movie you can tell he want he wants to be with her so bad but he can't. Right. He can't. Because to be with her, what it would take to be with her would be to give up central parts of who he is. And at the end of the day, like, he can't give up being Batman. It's who, it's just who he is. It's too much of who he is. And that really, that adds an extra bit of heartbreak to to the 
the story, which I dug. I loved it. Yeah, no, that was great. And how, sh- and how, but I also liked that they, because I don't like when characters are thrown in just to throw characters in. Like, her role was so central to the plot. Yeah. And it felt so natural. It didn't feel like convenient. Or yeah. None of the characters, none of the characters felt forced. Like even the penguin, like I, when, when they first brought up the penguin and they were like, yep, he, he exists. I was like, is, is he going to be the second villain or what? But he was just another character. Yeah. Like he just also existed in Gotham. And I know? had heard going into this movie that he didn't have a lot of screen time, which I, some people were mad about. I was like, I don't care. I, was like, I think he had the perfect amount he, he of screen played the time. Perfect, and he was he the fantastic of, in the he role. He had the amount of, perfect amount of screen time for the role they needed him to play. Like, yeah, he, he was, role. Yeah, he was like an Al Capone-style gangster. Like, exactly. He was, it was perfect for Penguin. And and I think it was awesome that, you know, like, yes, he had the, the scars on his face and stuff. But I thought it, it was a good spin on the character. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to be this weird Danny DeVito freak, yeah. you know? Again, like just taking the villains and just making them a little more realistic. Exactly, it just makes it all that more scary and yeah. freaky and like ugh, suspenseful. And one thing I'm really excited about too, if you if if you really loved the Penguin in this movie, get ready because there's an HBO Max series coming about the Penguin that Colin Farrell is coming back for. Oh. That they're doing so. There's actually two spinoff series they're currently working on. That one and another one. Well. I've heard of maybe three. There's one about Arkham Asylum and one about the Gotham City Police Department, but there is the Penguin one coming. So if you loved Penguin in this movie, um, get ready because they're going to get we're going to get a lot more Penguin in the future. <laughs> um, yeah. What else? I loved. I just loved how it established the the criminal underworld. That's always been one of yeah. the parts of the Batman like mythos that I'm always really interested in. Is the different ways the underworld works. And especially if you look at the ending, because in a lot of the Batman material that I am familiar with, uh, you know, Falcone and Maroney, they're only really active early on. And by the time Batman's in his prime, it's like Joker, Two-Face and Penguin and like Riddler are like the main ones. Yeah, And I can kind of see how they're starting to tee that up. With the end of the movie, with Riddler meeting Joker. Yeah, Riddler Joker's meeting Joker, yeah. Um, I keep forgetting that we can just say it. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and with the, the mob bosses dying. Exactly. You know? With uh, Is Maroney dead? Do we ever see Maroney in this movie? Um, I'm not sure we really see Maroney. But Falcone is but dead. But Falcone dies, yeah. Um, and so Penguin's obviously going to feel that. I feel like Penguin... Well, I feel like the second movie... because. Uh, I the second movie will probably be about the power vacuum, I would assume. Most likely. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what they set up is that like it's Gotham is set for the next crime boss to take yeah. over. So it's know? probably gonna be like Penguin, and we'll see. We'll see. Well, it, it really focuses on, and I was talking to one of my friends last night about this, that like Gotham is is a cursed city. Like mm-hmm. it will never be a okay place to live yeah and i don't understand why anyone still wants to live there (laughs) with how much crime happens in gotham and how terrible of a city it is like it it's it's cursed and there's no way batman could ever stop all the crime that happens in gotham yeah there's no way it will always be this pit of disgust and crime still does it yeah 
Yeah. And, and, and the movie just did a good job of showing it with like the corruption that's in not just with the crime world, but like the politicians are all corrupt. Well, the police department is the fact corrupt. That the police department are, is actively working for Falcone. Right. Like the head of the criminal underworld. Obviously you're, it's just, yeah, it's, you know, like, it's just like, it's not going to get any better and there's no way, but he, Batman's still out here doing his thing. Yeah. Um, Oh, what else was I going to say? I forgot. My just blanked. Alfred was great. He was great. <laughs> Honestly, I would have loved to have seen more of him. I'm hoping that we get to see more of him. Yeah, I hope we see more Alfred. In the future. Like that, I have very few complaints about this movie, and a lot of them are based around, oh, I wanted to see more of that. <laughs> right. I think, yeah, there's a lot that this movie has started off and a lot of questions with what's mm. going to come next. Yeah. Because I... I mean, mm. Continue. Continue. No, I, I I like that the director, Matt Reeves, right? Yes, Matt Reeves. Um, he He's basically just been like, yeah, I want it to be realistic. I don't want any of that supernatural crap. Like, I don't want Superman. I don't want no alien coming down. Like, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about super-powered villains. I want it to be more like, these are crazy people, and like, yeah. this could be real. And that's cool because it's like, okay, which villains are they going to keep and how are they going to make a more realistic spin on well, some other villains? And that's – have you seen – because they they have cited specifically three villains that they're looking at for a sequel. I haven't looked. Do you want – would you like to Yeah, hear? tell okay. me. So the three that they've that, – that have been explicitly mentioned to the press are the Court of Owls, which I love the Court of Owls. It's <laughs> so weird. I would love it if he did that. Calendar Man, which is another really like terrifying villain. If you yeah, he's like it. a serial killer as well. Um, and then Mister Freeze. Okay, Mister Freeze, I could are see. the three that they've brought up. So I'm like, okay, let's go, bet, let's do it. Um, they've also discussed that they are thinking of of having like a Robin type character. Right, that was I would my other question. Really was like, that. is he gonna have? I think. A, a sidekick, and is it gonna be? Is it gonna be that kid? It needs to be Dick Grayson. I don't want it to be that kid. I actually don't think it would work if it was a kid. I think they have to take some liberties here and make make the character older to start with, right? Because I just yeah, that kid's kind of young, and we he, don't want the Batman he, taking he place work. five years. I don't think later. it works in a live action medium. Yeah, for right. Robin to be that young when you think of what he's going up against, right? So I'm thinking it will be a Dick Grayson character. I think he will be a little older. Um. And I think it's going to be awesome. I'd like I'm Nightwing. Mm. Maybe he'll just skip straight to Nightwing. Yeah. Who knows? That'd be cool. Um, I'm really down. I mean, they're taking liberties. I mean, I don't know if in the comics it's canonical that Catwoman is Falcone's biological daughter. Um, I don't. I've never heard of that before. Right. But that was something they established. Yeah, that was an so interesting they're clearly twist. Taking, yeah. And I liked how they did that, too. Because at first I was like, oh, okay. But then the way they handled it, I was like, no, I, I like it. And it really informs a lot of her action throughout the movie. Um, and when she tried to kill him. Also, something I've been... Not to bring it back to Catwoman. But yes, I will to say... to bring it back to Catwoman. I, Just do it. I am obsessed <laughs> with the fact that the way they did the claws was that she has long acrylic nails that she scratches people with. <laughs> I think that is amazing. She's great. Mm. Um, also, the music in this movie... Ooh. So the music was great. The um, uh, the tech that Batman uses yeah. super cool. It was like very different. The, uh, he becomes his tech. 
Right. But in this, it was all, even the Batmobile, it was all a tool that he was able to use to further his, like, Yeah, it campaign. wasn't like, uh... But he was never defined by it. If you took one of those pieces away, he still could have done what he did. Right. Would have been a little harder, but he still could have done it. Like, yeah, his tech, like in in some films, just makes him too overpowered. Exactly. Whereas, like now, it seems like it's it's bare bones enough that it's still Batman going out and yeah. fighting and doing these things. It's not his tech doing it. It's not like Iron Man, yeah. you know. And I assume we'll still see the tech get better as time goes on. I mean, we saw the first version of him flying or him gliding with not with his cape. But with that, like, flying suit. Right. Um, which and then means, he gets his head whacked. <laughs> which means, oh, my God, that part. Oh, ouch. Which, I mean, that leads me to the writing in the movie. There were points where the writing was like, I don't know if it was meaning to be funny, but, but it, it was. was. It was. <laughs> like, people in the theater, like, laughed at multiple points. It was just like, uh, because of the wording and because of the reactions of people, uh, of the of the characters in the movie yeah. is just like it. It seems like it's funny, but I'm not sure if that's what they were going for. Like but with I, a thumb but, drive, but it, it never took me out. Oh, thumb drive. That the was thumb drive. That was a... pretty funny because <laughs> that was Riddler. Riddler is cheeky like that, but I will say like it never detracted for me. Like there sure there'd be like a little joke here, but it never took away. Oh yeah, from the stakes of what they were going through. Yeah, it was still very suspenseful. Yeah. And... Like, even though it was a three-hour movie, it did not feel that long. It did not. They used every minute. Right. To the fullest. And I like that it was longer. Like, I hate going to the movies for just an hour, and, like, that's the movie. Like, I like going and being able to sit there and experience something. And that's the thing, too. If you're you're listening to this, and you're the kind of viewer who who prefers a shorter movie, like, if if, if the three-hour... Uh, and that's three hours with the credits, just right. so you know. But if that is what's keeping you from seeing the movie, like I'm telling you, it doesn't even feel like it. it it's doesn't. paced so well. Like, go see it. Also, at this point, if you haven't seen it at this point in the podcast, you know what happens. Yeah, so. why are you still here? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the writing was, was really good. Um, I think hmm, when it comes to the writing... One thing I wasn't sure how I felt about was um, Commissioner Gordon's performance. I he, loved it. He was fun. Like he was fun. Except I liked him. Gordon, I liked his character. Gordon. He's lieutenant, lieutenant right? Gordon. Um, some of his lines were read very like nineteen twenties cop, <laughs> and I was yeah. like, okay. That reminds me of something else. A different point. That I didn't right. Bring up. I I think that's the only thing in the movie that like kind of like that I pinpointed and was like I don't know if I like that. And but I he was still a good character. I didn't really notice that, but that does make me think. One thing I thought about during the movie is something they struck so well, in my opinion, was the idea of Gotham as a city that's almost outside of time, because you know Gotham looks old. Its vibe is very old. It's always raining. The lights like. But we've got phones, modern tech. Um, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was this almost, almost, it was like, it almost could have been anachronistic, but it wasn't. Like, it worked. And that's my favorite way of portraying Gotham is like this old classic city. Yeah, but this in one. In the modern day. Right, right. Like, I did feel that. It, it was, it, I mean, it was clearly based on New York. 
It's like New York around. and Chicago. Is yeah, the inspiration. Right. This one was was leaning more towards New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have Gotham Square Garden. Yeah. And the well, Times Square screens. Well, Gotham and stuff. Square Garden is always in Gotham. I know, I know, Just but saying. it's like they focused on it. Yeah. And it was like this feels very New York esque. I didn't yeah. really get a lot of the Chicago vibes this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, the also, we didn't really were... see that much of of Wayne Manor. Uh, yeah, we only saw a little bit of it. Yeah. And again, I think that was because of the greater emphasis on Batman over Bruce Wayne. Right. Which, again, I don't have any problem with that. But I'm sure we'll see more of that in future installments. In future films, if you will. Um, let's see, how long have we been talking? Oh, we could... Yeah, it's like 25 minutes. We've we still got plenty of time. We can still go. We can still go. Um, I'm trying to think what else to talk about. I feel like I've just rambled the whole time. <laughs> I mean, that's what the spoiler casts are. Right. Um, if you come here expecting for any sort of organization <laughs> for spoiler casts, no, sorry, absolutely not, not gonna happen. <laughs> um, I just it's such a good movie. It's so good. <laughs> it was fun, and and, and like, I mean that there were so many people at the theater, and so many people are so excited to see this movie yeah. because we haven't gotten a Batman movie. Like a traditional Batman movie since the Dark Knight series. Yeah. And like, Dark Knight Rises came out in 2012, 2013, something like that. So it's been about 10 years. I think, yeah. It's been like almost 10 years since the last Batman movie. And I mean, the last taste of Batman we had was Ben Affleck yeah. in Justice League. Which I'll say, <laughs> I'll say this. I actually like Ben Affleck's performance. I don't think he's that bad at it. It's no. the movies that are bad. I'm just saying that, yeah, <laughs> Justice League was a terrible movie. I didn't even watch the Zack Snyder version, oh, but um, Justice League was bad, and so like we have a bad taste in yeah, our mouth for, for Batman. most of the DC characters right now. Um, I will like I will say, some people are like talking about like, is this your favorite Batman? Is this your favorite? I don't know if I'm ready to say if Robert Pattinson is my favorite Batman portrayal. I think I'll need another movie to really make that decision. I want I want to see where his character goes from exactly because well, like, like we saw a lot of growth yeah yeah but I still want to see like more like it's exactly took the Dark Knight trilogy three movies that's for what, us that's to get I'm like saying. a good story for Christian Bale yeah and I love because I love Christian Bale's Batman and it's hard I can't really make a fair comparison between that one and this one when we've had so much more of that one right so I think that the Robert Pattinson Batman has the potential to be my favorite Batman cinematic Batman. But I'm not there yet. I need some time. But I will say, this Batman movie might be my favorite Batman movie. It's either this or Dark Knight. I haven't decided yet. It's been so long since I watched I need them. to rewatch the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh my goodness. But um, but I, I just loved it. Like, it, ugh. The, 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 I know what else I wanted to talk about. The fact that this movie focused more on him as a detective. And it was almost like... It, it, it was very... It was a crime drama. It was clearly inspired by classic film noir. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite film genres. It was a it was I a crime drama. It, it was less of a superhero movie, more of a crime drama. Exactly. Which was awesome because a lot of us are superhero movied out. I mean, as much as we're super excited for MCU movies yeah. and, no, it's and Black Adam and like all, all these DC movies coming out. Yes, we're excited for them. But I... I'm excited for something new with well, it. Well, no, and I understand, like, even as I'm, like, a huge superhero movie fan, but even, like, I walked out of this movie going, this is the best 
like comic book movie I have seen in a long time. Um, and I loved the majority of them that came out last year. Right. But this was just like such a breath of fresh air that I I just can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop thinking. I need to see it again. I've only seen it once. Not enough. Man, I, I'm, I'm probably going to go see it again very I will soon. definitely see it again. Um, um, I don't know when, but, but yeah, I will see it again. It was, it was Gucci. House of Gucci? Not House of Gucci, but Gucci. Father, Son, House of Gucci. <laughs> but yeah, so... Man, what else is there to say about the movie? I think I we know. I think got a good. I mean, we had our first glimpse at the Joker at the end, yes, which we, we briefly Kogan. touched on a little bit ago. Um, yeah, which the director has confirmed that it is supposed to be like a proto Joker. I found out too. There was actually another scene they shot with that character where Batman actually talks to him, but they cut it. But they're gonna release it. At Does, some point. So Batman actually talks to him. So in the what idea aspect? was the idea was supposed to be that. Um, this is a... He's not the Joker yet. This is just some small-time criminal who Batman has uh, is either, fought a couple times before. Is he the Red Hood? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. They, he it's not that he version? He didn't give any details. Really. Okay. Because the, the idea was, again, since you know so much of Riddler and so much of what the movie is, is that Batman's actions caused this to happen. It's kind of supposed to be that about Joker as well. So that, like, right now, he's, like, the proto-Joker, but he's not, like, the legend Joker yet. Just like how Batman's not really, like, Batman yet. Right. And Riddler's not Riddler yet. It's kind of the, the vibe. And so, originally, he was going to take out both scenes with Barry Kogan as the Joker. But the reason he kept the one with the Riddler in was because it, it served as a conclusion for the Riddler storyline. Because you kind of see him finally come to his full resolution. And so I was like, okay, I get that. And they are going to, he has said that they will release that scene. Like that scene with like, Batman we'll and see the Joker, it at some point. It yeah. will be released at some point. So we'll be able to watch it. I'm interested. Yeah. Because yeah, there's a lot of iterations of the Joker. And one of the cool, coolest ones to me is the Red Hood version, where yeah. the Red Hood is like this, you know, the Red Hood one. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. He's like just a, a smaller criminal. And, like, when he's fleeing from Batman, he goes through radioactive waste or whatever, and it turns his skin white and hair green. Like, that's a cool version. I don't think they're going to go that route because, again, yeah. that's, like, kind of into the but, superhuman but territory. Does fit the theme. Batman causes the Joker to become the Joker. Right. It intertwines their, their – I hate to use the word destiny, but they are – very beings become intertwined for the rest of their existence. Yeah, I don't think they'll do the radioactive stuff yeah. because, again, that just goes into more superhuman sort of things that it seems like Reeves is trying to avoid. Um, it should be noted, too, that Matt Reeves did say that this does not mean that Joker is the villain of the next Batman movie. It was not meant to be like a, this is the next one, get ready. Right, it just means it that... Just, He's there. He, he he's, exists. He exists, but he's not necessarily going to be the villain of the second movie, which I actually would be. I'm actually very okay with that. Um, yeah, that's fine. I mean, we've had we've had a lot of so on-screen jokers. jokers. So many jokers. Give, give, I mean, yes, he's the biggest Batman villain, but, but like Batman has so many. Cool we want to see so many more. Like I want to see. I want to see ones that we haven't seen on screen. I do want to. I do think I've only seen in small aspects. Like because I do. Uh, this is the. That's why I get excited about the Mister Freeze idea because I the the way Matt Reeves' mind works in such a way where I know that whatever Mister Freeze iteration that he comes up with would be so different so different than the Schwarzenegger one right so 
I mean, yeah, look at look at uh look at Penguin. Again, yeah. it's just a crime boss, you exactly. know. Mr. Freeze could very well be just another crime boss that ices people. Uh, I don't know if I'd put him as a crime boss cuz Well, I'm just saying like, like he could he could a be serial killer who ices people. people. Yeah. yeah. Well, ice just is kill someone, yeah. Doesn't even have to be freezing. Boo. I'm not. I'm not making a joke. <laughs> kind of a I'm just saying, like that could be the thing. I don't know. Um, it'd be cool to see that. I'd love to see again, like Calendar Man. I think sounds awesome. Yeah, for for people who don't know, because I know you hear Calendar Man, you go, "What?" No, Calendar Man is freaky because his whole shtick is that he he does huge, essentially terrorist attacks. But only on major holidays. So the idea is it plays with the psyche of, well, the days where you're supposed to be able to relax, enjoy the day, be with your family. You never really can if you're in Gotham because you know the calendar man might strike. Right. That's so interesting. Right. The fact like, that they took Riddler and turned him into the Zodiac Killer. Like, we could get a, a pretty messed up version yeah. of Calendar Man. We and could then, get... What about... um. Uh, the Mad Hatter. That'd be a good one. I love the Mad Hatter. He's f- so weird. He's fun. Mothman. So crazy. <laughs> you mean Killer Moth? <laughs> yeah. Killer, Killer Moth. Moth. But no, this is why the idea of the Man Court of Bat. Owls is exciting to me because the Court of Owls, for people who don't know, I actually did read the graphic novel that introduced them. Um, the idea of the Court of Owls is that they have essentially been the force controlling the city since the city was first created. And so... But they've been so good at hiding in the shadows that no one knows. And um, Batman finds out. And it puts them at odds against each other because the Court of Owls wants to influence things in ways that are not necessarily the most ethical. And it's really interesting. I, I, yeah, that'd be I, a cool I, one I think too. I'd prefer to hold... If it were up to me... I don't know what the story is, obviously. So this is just going off of concept. If it were up to me and you were going to use Court of Owls, I would say wait for the third movie, maybe? Just because yeah. that seems like a really nice trilogy ending conflict, but I don't know what the story they have in mind is. So I'm down Yeah, for plus, whatever. I mean, it would give them more time to establish that and yeah. kind of reference it in the next movie. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll yeah. See. But honestly, I, that's like all I have to say. Yeah. I think I've said what needs to be said. Um, I hope everyone who's listening has seen the movie. If you haven't, <laughs> go see it, even though you know what happened. Also now. enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm very, very excited for the future of this franchise, both in the TV shows that they're coming up with and the films. Um, as long as Matt Reeves remains a (laughs) creative force behind it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. I loved it. I can't wait to see it again. Yeehaw. Cool. Well, this has been spoiler cast number two. Yeah, I can't with, believe this is only our second one. Huh? The, well, there haven't been a lot of movies yeah, that movies warrant could a spoiler, a spoiler cast. cast. DC um, Super Pets. <laughs> um, who knows? Maybe it'll. Who? It might be so spoiler heavy. I don't even know. I don't even know. Um. Well, I'm Jordan. You can find me on Instagram at Jordan uh, W Zimmerman. I forgot my handle. Or on Twitter at Jordan W. Zim with two M's. Also, I forgot to say this in our other episode. Oops. Um, Freshly Pop Podcast Instagram. Follow us. 
give us a follow. We're, we're starting to use it. We haven't used it a whole lot yet, but there will be we're some fun there, little yeah. exclusive things on the Instagram we have planned. So yeah. give us a follow there. And Wes, where can they find you? I'm Wes. And that's that. <laughs> well, this has been the Freshly Popped Podcast. Pop up. Pop up. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. See ya.